Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taiwan Talk, a show where we explore news and topics from here in Taiwan. I'm today's host, Trevor Tordomasi, and today we take a closer look at Xiaoliuqiu, a small island off the coast of Kaohsiung in southwestern Taiwan. Some quick background facts about the island of Xiaoliuqiu. It has an area of about 6.8 square kilometers and a normal population of about 13,000 residents. Although as many as 20,000 tourists reportedly traveled to the island during the 2021 mid-autumn holiday, and as Taiwan's economy has grown, tourism in Xiaoliuqiu has employed more and more people, and it has since grown to become a place for people to relax on an island vacation or participate in water sports such as freediving. And on that topic, my guest today is one of the residents of Xiaoliuqiu. His name is Ray Ko Gaoliwen, and he is an instructor of freediving. Uh, my name is Ray Ko, and I am a freediver instructor based in Xiaoliuqiu, Taiwan. So without any further ado, yeah, I have to say it. Let's dive right in. Hello, Ray. Uh, thank you for joining me today. Great being here. So uh, my first question, it's a pretty easy question. Um, what is freediving, and how is it different from how people might imagine diving? Well, I think when, when people hear diving, they assume that it's scuba diving is that's the more popular version of diving. Freediving is actually, uh, we don't use the air tanks that you have in scuba, but we do it all on one breath or breath hold diving or one breath diving. Yeah, no breathing apparatuses here. We do use these skills to go down in the reefs or to go spearfishing or collect pearls as they do in Japan or, or in Korea. But also there is competitive freediving where we uh, see who can go to try to go the deepest. And we do that by following a setup that has a line with a bottom weight on it. You know, I think it's more the difference between scuba diving and free diving. They say scuba diving, you take scuba diving to see, you know, outwards and where as you take you go into free diving to, to look within. And, you know, I've been I've been to dinners with scuba divers and they all they talk about is, is, is what they saw. And if it's a bad visibility day, it's a pretty awful day of scuba diving. I've never had a bad day of, of free diving. You know, we've had challenging conditions, but you know, going deep diving and coming it's just it's it's so meditative and every time i surface it's just joy on my face and i see it on my students as well it's just I, it's hard to describe this feeling it's so amazing yeah i've never had a bad day out there i think that was the paradigm shift i needed yeah when you're down there there's nothing to bother you down there and because of physics you're also getting this huge rush of oxygen and you're learning to relax and so what it actually has taught me is given me this great skill of being able to chill out in the in the way in the in the face of some adversity. So when you're kind of freaking out or you feel the urge to breathe, the switch comes on to relax because that's basically the only thing you can do when you're free diving, right? Yeah. Because panicking, you don't have the option to panic, but that has generalized to the rest of my life. When something has upset me. I can take a couple seconds and be like, I'm chill. All right, now let's think logically about this and before I react, right? So I've very, very, very few times after I started freediving that I've gotten like visit, like angry or upset or like start yelling, right? My, my first instinct is to just chill out. How do you convince someone to, to get into the water? What's waiting for them there? Some people use freediving. You're, you're more free to just dive anywhere you want. If you see a cove or, you know, off the beach, you just need your fins, your mask, your snorkel, and you can start diving down into the corals and see what's there rather than having to bring a big, heavy BCD and tank to go see what lies beneath. There's also a very meditative aspect of diving and a personal challenge to go deeper and deeper. And that's probably what's got me addicted to free diving is its uh, meditative qualities. What kind of wildlife can people see down there? 
So Shaolin Show is super famous for its sea turtles. And I think they had did a recent survey, aerial survey, that there are 800 sea turtles on the island here. Um, and I think they, they've done some studies on the migration patterns, and they've come from as far as Philippines and, and Japan. So I cannot remember very many times that I've gone in the water and not seen a turtle. Usually, if you take a course with me, you'll be able to get a photo or some video with some sea turtles. And they're friendly? They're very well protected here. You know, last two years, there's been two people who got caught for touching, just touching the turtle. Oh, my goodness. They, like, posted it. They touched it. They showed the video on their Instagram. And then, bam, police found them um, and issued a fine. I think you can get fined up to $150,000 if you don't follow the rules regarding the sea turtle. So then the, the turtles know that we're no danger to them. And so they're pretty chill when they're around us. Uh, they don't get scared at all. So yeah, it's great. Wow. Okay. So if one brushes up against you, just don't post about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. They can touch you, but you can't touch them. Right. Okay. That's them's the rules. Uh, is there any ocean wildlife that people should watch out for? I imagine not, but you know, we want to address the the shark fears that I'm sure some people think about. I've never seen a shark here. I think they may have nurse sharks here. Um, but nurse sharks are vegetarian. You may want to be careful where you step. You know, there's a lot of sea urchins here, mm. which you cannot take to go eat. <laughs> uh, you must leave the sea urchins in the water. But that's, uh, that's about it. Oh, jellyfish. Jellyfish. Oh, um, which is, jellyfish are scary. Which is, well, you just, you get the bites and the stings on there. It can be kind of annoying. Uh, they don't hurt too bad. It's just a little bit annoying. So that's why even right now we don't really need to wear a wetsuit, but I, I go covered long sleeves on my, on my arms and legs, mostly because of the uh, jellyfish and sun. Yeah, there wouldn't be any cover from the sun there. What is the most difficult part of, of diving? So a lot of people think that it's the breath hold. And that actually isn't like the breath hold. We can like the first level course of free diving is all about bringing your innate ability to free dive. So as long as you are in reasonable shape, you should be okay. But equalizing is another thing where you have to equalize the pressure when 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 you dive deeper, the different pressure between your air spaces, your body and, and out in, in the hydrostatic pressure. And so in scuba diving, there's a couple methods that you can't really use when free diving. It's much more difficult free diving because we go upside down and the air travels the opposite way <laughs> that we wanted to go. And so what I do is I get online and teach the frenzel to my students before they come down to shallow show and teach them how to frenzel equalization. And if there's a problem, then we fix it. And that also gives you sufficient time to practice. Can you spell that word really quick? Frenzel's F-R-E-N-Z-E-L. I guess it's invented by a guy named Frenzel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. He got there first. And also, as you become more advanced and, and dive deeper and deeper, the problem is not your breath hold. It's usually your equalization. Basically, we use the air in our mouth or our lungs to equalize. And as you go deeper and deeper, the volume of air in your mouth and lungs becomes smaller and smaller and smaller. So you don't have much air to equalize with it. So that's where the challenge lies. You've been on Shaoliocho for a while now. How How is diving different there from, from where you might dive other places in Taiwan? Um, well, in Shaoliocho, the advantage of here is that there's year-round diving. So in the wintertime, places like Penghu or Lanyu or 
Green Island is not very good in the wintertime because of the winds and whatnot. So shallow chill is relatively protected from the winds. And actually, um, now is we're getting to the end of the summer, which counterintuitively, we're coming to the better part of the season, at least from a diving perspective, because the weather conditions are much more ideal in terms of wind and current. Uh, just the water temperature might get a little bit chilly. So uh, if you're not too afraid of the cold, then um, it's coming on to the best time in terms of free diving conditions here. Um, so when you free dive, what kind of classes do you offer? So I offer level one and level two free diving courses. Now, recreational free diving has three levels and I'm qualified to teach the first two levels. So uh, the first level would be beginner. And then the second level, they generally call advanced. And the third level, they call masters. And then there's a like a one-day discover freediving course, but that doesn't get you to be a certified freediver. Just a, sort of like a discover scuba where you just see kind of how it's like. When you're giving a course, how do you, how do you start people off if they're, if they're new to the sport? So we have three components to a freedive course. First part is theory. The second part is a pool session. And then the last part would be open water diving, which usually in the ocean. Um, it can be done in a lake or even in dive cube in Taichung. What's what's dive cube? Dive cube is the first deep pool in Asia. It's 21 meters deep at its deepest point. Oh man! Yeah, and then it's uh, it just got beat out a couple of years by K26 in Korea. Isn't there one in Dubai too? Yeah, the newest one is Deep Dive Dubai. Oh man. Which is 60 meters, 60 meters, yeah. Whoa. And I never had a reason to want to visit Dubai until they built that, so we'll see. But um, yeah, actually it was the first deep pool in Asia in Taichung. And so we'll do three sessions there. Uh, and so in the theory portion, we will learn about the physics and physiology of free diving and how to um, reduce risk. And then the pool session, we'll learn about holding your breath and finning while holding your breath and, and working on your finning technique. So we're just layering skills upon each other. By the time uh, we get to the ocean, you already have some you're already armed with a couple of skills before you learn some new skills to dive deeper into the ocean. And so we'll do three sessions in the ocean, about an hour and a half each. How deep can you really go without a, without a tank? The world record for self-propelled, 132 meters. Oh my goodness. Okay. Ain't no cube that big. Yeah. Shaolil Chu, depending on the uh, time of the year, you can get up to 40 meters, 40 to 50 meters. And so how long are you below the water each time? Depends on how good of a free diver you are. I have done, you know, two minutes. Uh, I've done a two minute dive before. Wow. Yeah. World record dives are usually about over four minutes. Oh my God. That's some like Houdini, David Blaine stuff. <laughs> if you're holding your breath that long, that's the, that seems like the, it's the most impressive part. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, free diving is, it's really um, a display of how wonderful the body is at adapting to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it uh, it's it's adapting the body to be to have the flexibility to withstand the pressure down there to um, train your body and its cells to use the oxygen more efficiently to lower the threshold of of, of oxygen deprivation and to blackout like one of the short-term adaptations when you free dive is called the mammalian dive reflex and that's what allow whales and dolphins to dive down for so long on one breath and so when we dive we have the mammalian dive reflex as well when we dive it kicks in it lowers our heart rate 
it contracts the spleen where it has a lot of reserve red blood cells, which are rich in oxygen. And it causes your body, your, your blood to shift from your arms and legs to the core to protect and oxygenate your organs. And it vasodilates your carotid arteries. And so your brain gets more oxygen flow. And so more training, the stronger mammalian dive reflex response you get. So yes, free diving is something you don't progress very quickly in. Um, it, it's, it's years and years and years of progress and adaptation. Man. Um, so let me see, what is the setup like for a diving session? You know, before you get in the water, what, what, what do you have to do? So I have a, I get a buoy. Um, it's basically like a tire, inner tire, and then it has uh, some canvas over it. That, that buoy is about 70 centimeters in width. Below that, we will have a pulley system and a pretty strong rope and a bottom weight connected to the bottom of it. So we, it'll create a straight line or straight rope to use as a guide to train. Okay, nice. I mean, people people aren't getting lost that way. But also, is the pulley used at all to help people if they're going down too deep or you need to pull them back up? I assume you have to have a lot of, lot of safety measures there. Yes, that is that is a safety me- mechanism. So most dives we do, we have a lanyard connected to that line. So the worst case scenario, which I haven't experienced before, is that you can use that pulley system to pull somebody up. Yeah, we have a lot of safety protocols in free diving. Free diving gets a bad rap. It's seen as, as extremely dangerous. Uh, there is there's even this silly statistic as being the second most dangerous sport in the world. Where I don't know where they get that from. Second to base jumping, right? Oh, but base jumping, yeah. But base jumping, do you do base jumping without taking a course or, or learning from an instructor, or do you just like go and buy a parachute and just jump and? throughout that parachute, right? So a lot of the deaths that happen because of freediving is from people who are inexperienced, have never taken a freedive course or got certified in freediving. It looks, there's there's just no barriers to try it, right? And so, and it looks rather innocuous. And so I guess freediving can be dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. It can be quite safe if you do know what you're doing. And so, yeah, if you're interested in freediving, I would definitely recommend taking a course. Not because I'm a freedive instructor, but it's the safest and most enjoyable and fastest way to learn freediving. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for all the, the safety measures you're putting in place and also the licenses that you have to get. How long did it take you to, uh, to study and, and learn and get your license for teaching? I took my first two courses here in Taiwan when I was still working. So it got me to, through the first two of the three levels for recreational freediving. And then I got laid off from my job here in Taiwan and I went straight to Indonesia and spent four months there to get my instructor certification. Okay, so a little extended vacation, and you can you can get there. Uh, well, I, I want to paint a little bit of a a picture. I have a, I have some stuff about Shaolin in the intro, but can you sort of paint me a picture of, of what it's like over there in Shaolin? I've never been. First of all, it's it's the easiest outlying island to get to in Taiwan. You can get basically anywhere on the mainland Taiwan. You can get to here in hours. I usually pick up my students and my friends at the pier. And then their look on their face is like in amazement. They're like, I can't believe how fast and how easy it was to get here. So, you know, if you're looking for a quick weekend trip, this is the place to be. It's got definitely some small island vibes. You don't even need to do anything like scuba diving or free diving or whatever. You just come here, enjoy the vibes. But yeah, it's it's simple living. And that's why I love it. I had I lived the past 25 years in big cities, big urban areas, and I've been inundated with traffic with advertising, with stuff to buy. And, you know, I've never been happier being here. Lack of choice, something to be said about that. All of a sudden, you don't have all those choices. And with fewer choices, it's less stressful. It's amazing. 
but also being so close to the water, I get in the ocean every day. I get, you know, lots of sun. And so it's awesome down here. I highly recommend if you're a remote worker, I would definitely put this place uh, on your radar to check out. Yeah, it sounds like an amazing place to just take your laptop and get work done. Look at the ocean all day. Yeah, like right, right after this, I might just hop in the ocean just for a little bit of swim just to, yeah, just as a midday break. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, what other kind of activities are there to do on Shalocho? I imagine there's a lot more than free diving as well. Scuba diving, sup, there you have like the boat tours, there's kayaking, mostly water sports. Yeah, there's a, a good hiking, snorkeling, swimming, uh, laying on the beach. Amazingly, the beaches here aren't very crowded at all, even on weekends. How has the pandemic affected the number of people on the island and, and your business? So the actual pandemic, when it started, I think it was a boost to the, the economy here in Shalocho because people couldn't travel abroad. And so a lot of people came here for their holidays and discovered Shalocho, right? But during the lockdown, there's nothing going on. It was horrible. <laughs> huh. There's no business. Yeah. So the, the two big industries in Shalocho would be fishing and tourism. Not sure how the fishing is done, but uh, obviously the tourism basically went to zero. We weren't even allowed to touch our foot on the sand. We couldn't swim. We couldn't put our toe in the water or even on the beach. So it was, it was a quite tough time. Not only were we not making any money or income, it was just depressing not to be able to be in the water, which is part of the reason or big part of the reason why we're on shallow show. So it was tough during the lockdown. Yeah, especially when it's right there too. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything people should know uh, about the process of getting better at diving or learning how to teach diving? So I'm on Reddit a lot because I, I post some of my content on there and I answer some questions. There's a misconception that they want to improve their breath hold time before they start a course. But it's actually the course is going to teach you how to hold your breath for longer, right? Without training. And so I just wanted to clear that up that you don't actually need to practice your breath hold before coming to class or starting a course. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't recommend any training before once you do take a course, then we can talk about training. I don't want to give too much arm anybody with enough knowledge to be dangerous to themselves. And so, but right. it, it does involve a lot of, uh, you know, some dry training, like breath holding exercises and uh, stretching, stretching our diaphragm and the, and the respiratory muscles. Yeah. Um, if, if someone is, is doing cardio exercises every day, are they going to be, are they going to start out better at this? Yeah. So like the first, the first thing you learn about in free diving is that the urge to breathe does not have very little to do with your oxygen levels. The urge to breathe comes from your CO2 tolerance. Huh. So CO2 is obviously is a byproduct of consumption of oxygen. And so if you want to increase your breath hold time, you need to learn to relax and use less oxygen. You release all the tension in your body to create less CO2. And then you also have to build CO2 tolerance with regular training. You know, if you're a runner, people who are quite fit generally have better CO2 tolerance. And um, also, I, I find swimmers as well because you know, they don't want to turn their head to breathe as much because that, I guess, interrupts their speed, right? And so I think um, swimmers probably have a better natural ability to hold their breath longer. Nice. One of the challenging parts about teaching freediving is most freedive certifying agencies, they limit it to four students per instructor. And for me anyways, I feel that's too much because in an hour and a half session, if you have four students, you're only going to get about six, seven, maybe eight dives in. 
And uh-huh. obviously, learning a new skill requires a lot of repetition. My course is limited to two students per course. And so you're going to get twice as many dives in the session and better opportunity or better chance at uh, becoming proficient at this new skill that you're learning. Awesome. Yeah. That is my unique selling point. <laughs> and it's a good selling point. Um, what made you decide to move to Shaolin in the first place? Well, Ty, I was in Vegas at the time. After I got my instructor certification, I, with my now wife, went to Vegas. We were intending to stay for about a month or two, then go to Mexico, then go to Europe. My freedive moniker is called Freedive Nomad. And the reason was that I wanted to use freediving as a vehicle to travel the world. Because in my finance job before, I was basically stuck at a desk all day. And you know, I was only had weekends or 20-something days of holiday a year, which is... Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> so I like slow travel. You know, I don't like to go to a city for like one or two days and just check out the tourist spots. I want to go live in a place and get the vibe. With the pandemic, that got all canceled out and we thought we'd come back to Taiwan. Me and my wife, we've, we actually met in Taiwan. And so we thought we'd come back. I've, I've lived here for 10 or 11 years before uh, and it seemed like a safe place to be. Is there anything you'd like to say to the people of Taiwan? If you love the ocean, give freediving a try by taking a freedive course. Taiwan is probably one of the best countries to learn freediving in. So might as well take advantage of it. Okay, awesome. Anything else you'd like to say about sort of your courses or Xiaoliocho, life on the island, stories? I teach freediving here on Xiaoliocho, obviously. I do travel to Taipei sometimes to teach the pool section of the course. So when you come down to... Sh- it, some people are very, very busy, I know. Um, and if you only have like the weekend to get certified, then I'll travel up to Taipei or even Taichung or Kaohsiung if you want to teach the pool portion of the course. And you can find me at freedivenomadtaiwan.com. That's where you find the information about my courses here in Taiwan. That's where my free dive course information is. I also have freedivenomad.com, but that is more of my international branding or international site. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at freedivenomad, and that's the same for Facebook and YouTube. And you have a podcast? A podcast called Total Beginner Free Dive Podcast. So I was thinking of the information that I wanted to know before I started freediving because I don't think there's enough content out there for and that's someone really who good. knows absolutely nothing Sorry, yeah. to taking a freedive course. Uh, there's a lot of content out there, but that's for experienced freedivers. So there isn't any for the total, total newbie. So I try to make it like five to 10 minute episodes so it's not too long. So if you want to get some very basic information about freediving, yeah, that podcast was uh, meant for you. Nice. Very well done, man. That's amazing. Well, I, I, I think a lot of other people will be very intrigued to uh, try out free diving and, and see Shaliocho and learn those skills and that, that mindset for themselves. So uh, thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So as we close out today's episode, I'd like to remind everyone to explore somewhere new when you get the chance. And as long as you're being pandemic safe, visit islands, climb a mountain, ride your bike down a different road, and take a lesson in free diving. Just don't touch the turtles. Join my co-host Ryan Drillsma in next week's episode, and I'll have another episode up in two weeks. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Trevor Tordomasi on ICRT FM 100. Hey there, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to hear more from ICRT, you can check out our other podcasts. We've got Taiwan This Week, a roundup of the news in Taiwan every Friday, English in the News, for useful English expressions explained in Chinese, and EZ News, spelled with the letters E and Z, for simplified daily news. 
For some lighter news in both English and Chinese, check out News Bites and News for Kids. And if you enjoy them, tell a friend. Thanks for listening.